God of life, your spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Your spirit inspired the prophets and writers of scripture. Your spirit draws us to Christ and helps us to acknowledge him as the risen Lord. We ask that you will send your spirit now to give us deeper insight, encouragement, faith, and hope through the proclamation of the Easter gospel. Amen. Well, this morning, brothers and sisters, we pick up at the end of Luke's gospel in chapter 24. Now, prior to this, as Jesus had predicted, he was arrested by the religious leaders, beaten, crucified by Roman officials. And some of his female followers had seen where he was buried. And following the Sabbath rest on Saturday, they now returned to Jesus' tomb to honor his body. And that is where we pick up in our story today. Luke 24, verses 1 through 12. Hear now the word of the Lord. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. Perplexed. Amazed. These are the first reactions to Jesus' empty tomb. Perplexed, amazed. I wonder if you feel this way about the Easter story. I sure hope you do. Because what we dare to proclaim Easter morning is that the most perplexing, the most amazing thing has happened. Death has been defeated. Death, that dark enemy of our bodies and souls. Death, that ravenous wolf that prowls around just threatening to consume us all. Death, the ultimate curse over all the world. Death has been defeated. Amen? And in death's place, there is life, life now and life forevermore. Because, friends, the tomb is empty. Jesus, once dead, is now alive. Christ is risen. 
He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Brothers and sisters, this is the most perplexing, the most amazing story that has ever been told. But I wonder today, does Easter still perplex us? Does it still amaze us? Or perhaps have we become so accustomed to the words of the story that that's all that Easter remains? Words of a story. Words. Words that don't actually impact our everyday lives. Because you see, over 2,000 years after the discovery of the empty tomb, there is a danger that lurks in our Easter celebrations, joyous as they are. There is a danger that we can get so caught up in our frocks. You all look beautiful, by the way. But we can get so caught up in our pretty Easter frocks and our lovely Easter festivities that we forget We forget how truly perplexing, how truly amazing Easter is. We forget what the empty tomb really means for us and for all the world now and forevermore. And what it means, my friends, what this empty tomb means is that the entire world has been turned upside down. No one and nothing will ever be the same from this point forward after the empty tomb. Amen? This is big news. This is really, really big news. But we are prone to forget, aren't we? We are prone to forget, and thus we are slow to believe, to truly believe what has happened through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we're not the only ones. Even Jesus' closest disciples, our text tells us, even his own family members who walked with him, who talked with him day in and day out, even these forgot Jesus' words. They forgot, and thus they first failed to believe. Now, if you've been journeying with us through the Gospel of Luke, or perhaps if you've ever read the Gospels on your own, you might recall that Jesus has told them what is going to happen to him many times, like over and over and over again. They shouldn't have been caught off guard. Jesus has prepped his followers so thoroughly for his crucifixion and resurrection that what we might expect is for all the disciples to be waiting outside the tomb on the third day just doing a countdown. Three, two, one. He's back. That's what we would expect. Jesus has told them this is what is going to happen. But his disciples aren't waiting, are they? The women do show up on the third day, but they're not expecting an empty tomb. They've come with spices, prepared to tend a corpse. The other disciples, well, they don't even bother to show up at all. They've thrown in the towel, story over. You see... Even though Jesus had told his followers again and again what was going to happen, nobody was expecting an empty tomb. Nobody was expecting no body. Nobody was expecting no body. 
But I wonder how did they miss it? If your leader, your family member, your closest friend, if he tells you that he's going to be brutally killed and then rise from the dead, how do you forget something like that? How do you forget? My hunch this morning is that they forgot because Jesus' words merely seemed too unbelievable. And can we blame them? Because, let's all be honest with ourselves, there's one thing that most of us are pretty certain of, and that's that dead people tend to stay dead. Am I right? Most of us, that's our life experience. So when Jesus told his followers about rising from the dead, they may have heard his words, but the words never actually took root in their lives. They lacked the courage to believe that these words might actually come true. And then I wonder, how often do we do the same thing? How often do we lack the courage to truly believe God's words? Do not be afraid, God tells us repeatedly, 365 times in the Bible, to be exact, once for every day of the year. Why then do we still so often live in fear? I will never leave you nor forsake you, God promises. And yet why do we feel so alone? Do not worry about your life, Jesus teaches, and yet why are we so plagued by anxiety? I love you. God tells us and shows us again and again, and yet why do we feel so unlovable? This Easter, I really encourage you to consider, what words of God do you have a hard time believing? What words have you maybe heard but perhaps are prone to forget because they might just seem too far-fetched, too unbelievable in your life circumstances? And then I urge you to consider if Jesus' words about rising from the dead, which are the most unbelievable words of all, if these indeed came true, might it just be possible that God's other words to you are true, too. C.S. Lewis once wrote that Jesus was either one, a lunatic, two, a liar, or three, Lord. He had to be one of those three. Easter morning proves to us that he's not a lunatic. He's not a liar. Therefore, he must be Lord. And indeed, he is Lord, Lord of all the cosmos, now and forevermore, Lord even over death. So this Easter, can you have the courage to believe, to truly believe the Lord of all creation? Can you believe that you are loved that you are not alone, that you don't have to be afraid, that you don't have to worry because the tomb is empty. Jesus is Lord. All of his words to you are true. Can you dare to believe that death does not have the final word, either in this age or in the age to come? Can you have the courage 
to believe it. Can we have the courage to believe? That will bring us to our second and final faith application from our text for today. And that is, do we have the courage to truly believe that Jesus can bring resurrection life both in the age to come and also now in the present? This concept of resurrection life now is something that Jesus' disciples had a really hard time grasping. I think it's one of the reasons that they were at first perplexed by his resurrection. One of the reasons they first didn't believe it. You see, by the first century, the time in which Jesus lived, most Jews did believe in a resurrection from the dead. But this resurrection of the dead was a day that was far off. It was a day that was at the end of days. It was a day when all would be raised. They believed in this. And perhaps you believe in something like this, too. That one day at the end of the age, we will experience a resurrection to life everlasting. And I pray you do believe this truth that is affirmed on Easter morning, that one day Christ will return to earth. Those who belong to Christ will be raised from the dead with bodies imperishable. All God's children will live in a renewed creation, a creation in which there is no longer pain or tears, or death of any kind. This is the good news of Easter. Amen? (laughs) Amen. Death does not have the final word. The grave is not our final destiny. Like Christ, we too will be raised to life everlasting. This is the Easter news. Today, if you are someone whose health is failing or if you know someone whose health is, if you hear death just knocking at the door, believe this Easter news. Christ has defeated death. You will live again. Christ is risen, and that means that we who belong to Christ will one day rise too. Amen? And the power of Christ's resurrection life, well, it isn't just contained to the future, to one day far, far off. It is also for today, my friends, for Christ is alive today, and he reigns today. And that means that Christ can bring resurrection into all the little deaths we experience today in our everyday lives. In your broken relationship with your spouse or with your friend or with your child, Christ can bring life. In your stubborn addiction to food or drink or pornography, Jesus can bring life. In your struggles with anger or envy or self-loathing or pride, Jesus can bring life. In every area of your life that stinks like a corpse, Jesus can raise you from the dead. This is the good news of Easter. Christ is risen. 
Hallelujah. And he can raise us from our little deaths, even now in this life. Not just in our personal lives, but in the world at large too. So as you watch the news and you get discouraged, remember, Jesus can bring life in corrupt governments, environmental decay, abuses, injustices, tragedies of all kinds. Jesus can bring life. For if Jesus can rise from the dead, what else might he be capable of? The answer is everything. Do you have the courage to believe? For Jesus is not simply a story stuck on the pages of an ancient text. Friends, these aren't just words. Jesus is the living Lord. He is king over all creation now and forevermore. He is capable of far more than we could ever imagine. He is the living Lord. To close, I invite us to watch this short video, which highlights for us just who Jesus is and all that he is capable of. I invite you to watch now. <laughs> 